You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the first series of the Piston Podcast, recorded today on the hottest day of the year, on the 31st of July 2020. Before this podcast is properly started, I would like to apologise on behalf of myself and the magnificent technology around me. Um, Obviously, it's about 35 degrees right now and I'm locked inside of my bedroom. And obviously, when you're doing a podcast, you've got to have the windows shut, you've got to have the fans off, you've got to have it really silent to make it professional, and I like to be professional, so I do that anyway. Um, and yeah, it means basically that I'm sweating, slowly dying on the inside. The computer that I'm recording on, you could probably hear it, maybe, I don't know if you can. The fan in the computer is going ballistic, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting, this podcast. Um, I haven't done one on my own in quite a few weeks, so welcome along. Um, would like to say a massive thank you to the guests that have been on the past few weeks. Keep the emails coming in if you would like to be a guest on this show, this very show, uh, one of the best motoring podcasts out there, then do get in contact. Email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on social media, wonderful social media, at danielcars05. And you give me a cheeky follow while you're there. Um, and yeah... Really, it's a hot day, so if I make mistakes and if it's a bit terrible, then I do apologise. There's nothing I can do, because unfortunately in the UK it's quite unpredictable uh, with the weather. It's cars racing by. That's nice. That's uh, the joy of home podcasting, yet see cars. But yeah, it is roasting, um, and there's nothing I can do about that. But yeah, surely it's worth a subscribe to this podcast with the uh, struggle I'm going through right now. Um... I'm going for a barbecue later on, which is good. I suppose that's something to look forward to. Um, so yeah, remember, subscribe to the Piston Podcast if you're on that platform. If you're not, then just share it with your friends, maybe, that are also car enthusiasts. And leave it a positive review in the review section, again, if you're on that platform. I'd really appreciate it. Anyway, this episode of the Piston Podcast, episode 18, is all about performance coupes. And this week, the Piston Podcast pick of the week is the magnificent BMW M2. It's a great car, I think it's the best car in the BMW range, in the M range. So a review of that will be coming a bit later on in the show, so do stay around. Um, Hopefully it won't be as warm uh, as it is right now when you're listening to this podcast. It'll be a bit more easy to listen to. It might be chucking it down. In fact, I think it might. That's just UK weather for you all. Anyway, enough talking about weather and excuses for shabby podcasting today. Let's talk about car news, courtesy of drivetribe.com. Um, and this is all the latest stuff that has gone on recently in the motoring industry. First of all, this is exciting, I think. For most people, it is for me. A V8 Land Rover Defender has been spotted being tested at the Nürburgring Nordschleife uh, circuit. And um, I think that's great, really. V8 Defender. It, it just it just it screams cool. You may remember a few years ago when the Defender, the previous Defender, sort of went out of production. They made a V8 one. I think Richard Hammond's got one actually, um, and it's lovely. It's really really nice. What else has been going on? Um, a car arrives at full speed and sends a Tesla Model X into the air. I've got a little video here, um, and it, it took place in South Abington Township in Lackawanna County in America, in America land. Um, and there's Tesla Model X basically being sent into the air. 
not great. But one thing you can see from this is the Tesla coped a lot better in the crash. Teslas are genuinely quite safe. So if you want to have a crash, maybe do it to Tesla. Maybe. Or maybe not do it at all. It's probably best. Um, Tesla has appealed more um, to motorists um, than EV competition, but suffers most issues. Um, so apparently it's official. You want one, even if you know it won't work. And that is kind of true. There's te Teslas aren't necessarily very reliable. I've heard people that have had them, and maybe they've been a bit troublesome. But there's still some of the best electric cars out there, no doubt. But there's not... I'll go something different personally. Now, the Ford Bronco, I'm sure you've all heard about it. It's been storming through Twitter and Instagram. People raving over it. It's been a massive success for Ford. I think it says here, uh, more than uh, one thousand, no, 150,000 reservations for the new Bronco have been made. Um, and apparently Ford has asked Goodyear to make, quote, non-Wrangler branded tyres for the new Bronco. Now, I think it looks great. If you haven't seen it, I'm surprised. You're probably living under a rock. Um, then just search up now, new Ford Bronco, because it looks it looks fantastic. It's just beefy. And I was saying to the guest, I think two weeks ago, I think it was Craig um, from Sunnyside Meat, um, I, I said to him, I think that's probably what the Defender should have been, and he agreed. Now, it looks fantastic, really. It's, it's really, really good. Um, and they're sort of taking, again, a Wrangler approach to it. You can take the doors off and stuff like that. Don't know why. I don't really see the appeal. That's what do, in a way. It depends where you are. But you can actually take the doors off and just put them in the boot, which is something you can't do in a Wrangler. Um, I was listening to the Smith & Sniff podcast the other day, and they were saying apparently there's, there's stories of these Wrangler owners that go to the beach, take the doors off, got nowhere to put them, so they just chain them to a lamppost. And there's been some abandoned doors for Wranglers as well, and it's not great. So Ford have solved that, really, and the new Bronco is definitely fantastic. Really good. I'm a massive fan. Could review it soon, when it's properly on the road, but unfortunately it's not available to the United Kingdom market, which is to be expected. It's sort of like the American side of the uh, Ford company, which is a shame, because it would have been lovely. South Central Ambulance uh, Service takes delivery of over 40 Dacia Dusters. Um, now, this is exciting. This is, this is good news, because obviously... For ambulance services, you want reliable cars. You're not going to want to rush to a scene of somebody in a bit of trouble, um, and then the car breaks down, are you, really? So you're going to want a fairly new car. Now, the Dacia Duster does make sense, because it's big, it's roomy, and you can get one brand new for dirt cheap, really, um, for a new car anyway. Um, it, it's really quite good. Top of the range Duster heads towards 20 grand, which is actually quite acceptable, so I think that's that's good news. I think I should have some Sanderos as well on the fleet. I think that will be quite cool. Um, Mercedes-Benz to stop building sedans in the US and Mexico. Daimler will also be axing several coupes and convertibles due to slow sales. Now, this, I'm guessing, is because of the rise of SUVs, which is a shame. Um, I'm sh I, I don't know if you're an SUV fan, but I'm controversial on the topic. They're good and bad. It depends which one, I suppose. I mean, the dust is good, but if you take... Then again, the Aston Martin DBX I'm a fan of, but then if you take a Range Rover Sport, I'm maybe not as much of a fan. It depends, really. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Let me know. Uh, and maybe you can come on the podcast to chat about it. Who knows? So there we go. Sad for Mercedes-Benz, but if you're in the UK, then you're all right, because you can still get the sedans. Car rental company Choro, Toro, Turo, adds giant medical masks to the front of their fleet. This is good. This is good. Now, if you don't know why, 
living under a rock again. Uh, obviously, with COVID-19, uh, which I don't like saying, um, because you've heard it all before. Um, it's been going around, obviously. It still is. People think it's going, but it's not. Second wave, probably on the way. Um, and this car rental company have to put masks on the front of their cars. What great idea. It's to promote the importance of wearing a mask. Um, and that's that's great, really. It's something you'd only see in America, really, but... Good. It's very, very good. Well done, Toro, or however you spell your name. UK car output expected to plunge to lowest level since the 1950s. Now, I saw this in the news a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually. Car sales have been plummeting, um, which is bad for the motoring industry, but it's it's hardly unexpected, to be honest. Uh, despite the huge setbacks, TVR is still fully behind the new Griffith, which is coming. Um, it won't be fully British. I think it's part Italian or part Russian or something. Um, but who cares? TVR is coming back. And that's great in itself, really. I think Shmi150, the YouTuber, bit of a plug there for him. Um, hello, Tim. Um, I think he's got a Griffith on order. So excited to see that because I know he's he's quite good at specking cars. Um, and we're on the topic of Shmi150. I've got a bit of an obsession of watching watching his videos late in the evenings, because um, that's just when I get time and when I don't really have anything to do. So I just log into YouTube and watch a load of Seen Through Glass and Shmi150 and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's my life at the moment. Um, what else has been going on? Rolls-Royce teases the next-generation ghosts, um, and the picture here is absolutely useless. It's just three lines uh, in a silhouette of a car, in a car shape. But you can sort of see what it's going to look like. Long, I'm guessing. Looks like it here. But, yeah... Rolls-Royce know what they're doing, not with the Cullinan really, but any other car, they know what they're doing really, you, you just leave them to it, and they're owned by the Germans, which is good, um, you don't get the heritage, but uh, yeah, the Germans build them better, I can say that with confidence. Um, Skoda's smart climatronic system lets allergy sufferers breathe a sigh of relief. So the smart system means you can drive safe in the knowledge your allergies won't impair your driving capability. Uh, says Skoda, um, and it's basically they release scents into the air that neutralises it, and that is clever, um, because obviously people with hay fever, they can be driving around a hay field or something, and then all of a sudden they start crying and stuff like that, and they can't see the road. I get that when I'm cycling, I just can't see where I'm going because I just start bawling my eyes out um, because of hay fever, it's not because I'm having trouble. Um, Continental might be on the verge of cracking autonomous city driving. Uh, they're testing it in the Middle East. Uh, I don't know why. I just think they are. Maybe because it's quite busy. Um, I don't really know. I've never been to the Middle East, so I can't really comment. But there we go. Continental are on a roll. I've got Continental tyres on my bike. Very nice. Um, Seat and Cupra, which apparently have nothing to do with each other, but we all know, open a new Barcelona-style tapas bar in Vienna. I don't know why. They've um, they've opened a bar. Seat and Cupra. Yeah, just just when you thought the new, uh, the, the, just when you thought the world couldn't get any more strange, Seat and Cupra come knocking on the door with that. But oh well. Now um, let's put this news aside. This is just a topic I want to talk about from from my brain. Um, it's the new Honda Jazz. Now I know you probably are going, oh god, Daniel's on it again. He's talking about the Honda Jazz. Now I've always been a little fan of the Honda Jazz, and I think the one before the new one. It's fantastic, and I saw one of the brand new jazzes on the road just a few days ago, actually, and I saw the same one a few days before that, and it looks really good. It looks fantastic. I think Honda are really trying to try to make their cars 
a bit less boring, and as you can tell with the Honda E, which I reviewed um, on one of the previous podcasts, go check it out. Um, and yeah, the Honda E is fantastic, I can't get over it. I'm going to start rambling about it now, and I can't do that. But anyway, let's do the car review, the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week, and as I said at the start of the podcast, um, this week it's the BMW M2. Now, you can pick one of them up for around £50,000, which is a lot of money, but you get a lot of car. So, you can't really complain, to be honest. It comes with a turbocharged 3-litre straight-six engine, um, and it they, that drives the rear wheels, obviously. It's BMW M car. What can you expect? The engine produces 365 bhp, brake horsepower, um, and you can get it with either a semi-automatic gearbox or a manual gearbox. Now, I know Chris Harris has got an M2. In fact, he's, I think he's got an M2 Comp, M2 Competition. And I think he got it... Yeah, he did get it in a manual. It's a stupid question. He did get it in a manual. Um, which is, I think, the right spec. You go a bit of a slower 0 to 60. Um, if you get the semi automatic, you beat the manual by 0.2 seconds with a 4.2 second time, 0 to 60. Um, but even still, are you really going to feel that 0.2 seconds? Not really. Come on. But anyway, MPG, unnecessary in this car, I'm sure, but just 30.7 MPG, um, which is all right, really, for the car it is. But then again, it is turbocharged, and it's a fairly small engine compared to some of the previous M cars, like the V10 M5 they did and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm not going to complain, really. Not to see... I've already said that. Top speed, 174 miles per hour, which is a lot for an M2, which is meant to be the baby M, little M. That's fantastic. It weighs 1,495 kilos, which is a bit lighter than the competition, I think. Don't quote me on that, because I might be wrong, but that's just what... I, that's the only thing I could find online on Google... Um, but yeah, I think that's right. CO2 emissions, around 220 grams per kilometre. depends what spec you get, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's alright. I mean, it's it's no petrol diesel cars necessarily good for the planet. But this is not terrible compared to some of its competitors around the place. Uh, torque, 500 newton metres. That is a lot. That is a massive amount. Well done, BMW, for that. That's just a fantastic figure. Um, Four-seater, three-door, obviously. Uh, rivals consist of the Audi TTS, uh, the Mercedes-AMG CLA 45, and the Porsche 718 or 718 Cayman S. Now, what would you get? I'll give you some thinking time. There you go, you've had your time. Hopefully you've got a choice. Let me know. I'd like to th- like to hear what you think, to be honest. I think I'd probably go for an M2, even though it's maybe not the most practical car on the market in its range. Now, pros and cons. This will be good to finish off the review. Pros, it sounds fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, little M's are fantastic. That's what I've written down. They're the best type. Like the 1M and the M2. And even the M3, that's not really little, but... They're just the best, really. They're fantastic. I'd rather have one of them than an M8. I think the M8's a bit too big and raw. Um, cons. No, I've not finished. Pros, actually. Pros, it's a very good engine. It's a straight six. So it, that, that's all I have to say, really. Cons. It's a fairly rough ride, but you expect that. Apparently, according to Evo magazine, I think, um, the brakes uh, perform quite poorly on the track after a while. So maybe upgrade your brakes if you've got the money. Um, which I certainly wouldn't have if I had an M2. Um, and another con is it's a small car. Now, this is a problem. It's a three-door, obviously. So if you compare that to the Mercedes-AMG CLA 45, it's probably a bit less practical. And apparently you feel like you're trapped in the womb slightly. It's probably a bit cramped. And this is coming from a guy who has a Fiat Panda 100 horsepower. 
it's probably going to feel quite cramped because it's obviously it's not a box like a panda, so it doesn't make use of its space maybe as well. So there we go. I'm going to give the uh, BMW M2, nevertheless, a Piston Podcast rating of five out of five because I just think it's the best. And if Chris Harris has bought one. That says a lot, really. But anyway, if you're not a fan of the BMW M2, then don't worry, because I've got some other cars for you. Um, not, I don't have them, obviously, but you'd have to go to the dealership and buy one. Um, help the car market out a little bit and wear your masks. Um, let's do a top ten list of the performance coupes around at the moment. This is uh, a list from autocar.com.co.uk, maybe. I think it's .co.uk. So thank you to Autocar for these magnificent lists that I use each week, because I just boffin territory, they're fantastic. And number 10 in the performance coupes chart is the Mercedes-AMG C43 Coupe. And number 9 is the Audi RS5. I've got to warn you, by the way, there's a lot of Mercedes and BMWs in this, and there's a few Audis as well. And number 8 is the Audi TTS. And number 7 is the Mercedes-AMG E53 Coupe. And number 6 is the Ford Mustang GT and Bullet. Uh, good car, I've driven the GT great really. Uh, number 5 is the Lexus RCF, which is maybe not the obvious choice if you want a performance coupe but it's still very good and number 4 is the BMW M2 competition, good and number 3 is the Alpina B4S Alpina is a tuning company for BMW so it's technically a BMW but technically not as well. And number 2 is the BMW M4 competition which is the bigger car um, don't ask my friend Matthew about the M4 because he will lose his little mind he hates the M4, doesn't like it. And at number one, for performance coupes, you probably guessed it right, it's the Mercedes-AMG C63S Coupe. Now, the C63 is just... Uh, it's sold pretty well, um, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, it's just... It's been it's been a very good car, really. So, there we go. That is the car to get, according to Autocar, but me, personally, I wouldn't get one. It's not for me. Now, my way or highway. I need to make some jingles. Maybe that's something I can do for the next series. Um, my way or highway. There we go. That's my jingle. Uh, this week, uh, my way is the Strada Stratale 163, uh, located on the Amalfi, uh, I think as they say, Amalfi Coast in Italy. Now, apparently, it's a stretch of coastline through Italy, and it's one of the most beautiful roads in Europe, according to Google, whoever written it. Um, now, to the uh, Strada Stratale, the nearest airport, you can take a just under three-hour flight from £179. So, obviously not at the moment. I wouldn't go there. It's dangerous with the travel restrictions. But uh, after COVID, maybe head down there if you've got £179 lying down on your desk and you want to spend it. Maybe go down there because um, it's a good road. And I'm going to give it a rating of four, four, four out of five, I think. Personally, I don't think you have to travel... A massive amount of a nice road, as demonstrated yesterday, when I went out uh, with my granddad on the back of his motorbike. He has a Triumph Bonneville America, which is lovely, massive exhausts, very, very loud, um, which is something I've learned. Um, we went to Triumph, Staffordshire Triumph, because I needed to get it remapped, because it was a bit poppy and a bit spluttery. Um, but it's sorted now, it's fantastic, good service as well. They do free drinks and, and things like that, so... Very, very good. And Staffordshire Triumph, I've had awards after awards. Really, really good. Recommended if you have a Triumph and you want to go to a licensed dealer. Um, very good. But anyway, after we went to Staffordshire Triumph, we went out for a ride near Cat and the Fiddle and then roads around Congleton. And oh my word, what a stunning place. Now, it's about an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from where I live in northwest Cheshire. Not northwest, northeast, southeast. I don't know where I live. I live in Cheshire anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> it's not road professional, is it? But um, yeah, it's stunning, absolutely stunning. I couldn't tell you the road name because I'm a bit thick. Um, but wow, I put some pictures on my Instagram. I think I did. Yeah, I did. Daniel Carzo five. Have a look there. It's also on my Twitter, but there's more on my Instagram. Have a look. Very very stunning day, and we had some very nice food, hot dog, and some ice cream. Yummy. Very very nice. So yeah, that's that's very good. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Now uh, this is um, there's a bit of a family row amongst my family, um, and it's which car to bring when we go on holiday. Now if all goes to plan, um, midway through August, about the twenty second. Uh, we're meant to be going on holiday to Cornwall in New Lynn in Penzance, and we we went last year and it was beautiful. Um, we booked it again for this year around end of last year, so we had no idea about this coronavirus. So if we would have known about it, then we probably wouldn't have booked it. But hey ho, we did it, so we're going to have to go. Um, it's just a sensible option, really. Oh, I'm just I'm just using excuses now. We want to go on holiday, but hoping we don't go into a local lockdown. But yeah, we're um, trying to think of which car to bring. Now, my mum is the sensible one, and she's saying we should bring the big, family, spongy, comfy brown Renault Scenic, which you might have seen online. But me and my dad and my brother, the unsensible ones, are saying we should bring our fun, little, speedy Fiat Panda 100 horsepower. And we think that because uh, when you get to Cornwall, it's the perfect car. And also, we've just bought some uh, roof bars, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and so it's practical. It means we'll be able to bring bikes. So it's it's really the perfect car to bring. It's just the journey there that maybe is maybe the difficult thing. We'd need to get the aircon sorted, because it'll be a day like today, and you need air conditioning. It doesn't work in the Panda at the moment very well. But, yeah, uh, we've got yet to decide. There's a poll on Twitter. I don't know if it's finished yet, but have a look. Um, I put a little poll, and the Panda's winning by quite a mile. So, yeah, I think we are bringing the panda, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, really. But I won't be able to tell you how it went uh, and what car we did actually bring, because by the time we go, it would have been the end of Series 1. So you'll have to wait for Series 2 in September, when I've got more guests planned, good news, um, including a Drive Tribe, tri- drive tribe-er, which is exciting, looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, I won't be able to tell you how, it's, how it went. So keep an eye out on my social media is all I'm going to say, Daniel Carzo 5 now, the roof bars I mentioned earlier, we bought some roof bars online for the Panda because we wanted to take canoes and bikes to places and do a bit more, bit, a bit more leisure um, in terms of activities, leisurely activities, there we go. So we bought some roof bars, and they're about £70, and they're genuine Fiat ones from eBay, delivered in two days, wow, um, and they fitted fine, really quite good, um, and it's, it's fantastic, really. We tried my bike on top of it, and it's great, it's really, really great, sturdy. Um, and they're not the ones that go down the car, they're the ones that go across. So not the longitudinal ones, or whatever you call it, but they're, they're the ones that go uh, from side to side. There we go, it's a better description. But yeah, they're very good. I'm not going to ramble on, because it's quite boring, really. Um, when I was in uh, Staffordshire yesterday, I spotted a Ferrari F8 Tributo. Now, it's not the first one I've seen, because I saw one at Goodwood last year, um, when all was well. And it's lovely. I always forget how lovely they look. But, personally, I think I would save a bit of cash and get the older, but hardly worse, 458. And I would go for the 458 Speciale, because I think they're around the same price, if not cheaper. Um, I'd go for that, because I still think the 458 is one of the best-looking supercars ever made. It's so stunning, especially the Speciale. It's lovely. I can't I can't get over it. It's so, so nice. I might have to do an article on it, um, because I'm a bit in love with them, really. Uh, it's dangerous, but I'm a bit in love. There we go. 
But yeah, I saw one and it sounded great and it looked great. Obviously, I was in a motorbike helmet, but I did still hear it. Wow. Really, really nice. Uh, moving on from that topic, I want to just promote my YouTube channel a bit. Because a few weeks ago, I recorded a YouTube video, but I didn't get a chance because we had a bit of a... Um, I didn't get a chance to promote it, sorry, because we had a bit of a spree of guests, which is fantastic. But I'll promote it now. I did a review of our 2004, our late 2004, uh, Toyota Yaris, 1 litre, VVTi, very nice, uh, three-door. We had it for about three years, and it, we sold it about a month ago, April. So April, May, June, July, three months ago. Two or three months ago, at least, I don't know. Math isn't up to it, obviously, with school being away. But just before it went, the day before it, no, same day it went, actually, I uh, gave it a wash and recorded a YouTube video on it. It's about 22 minutes long, and it's a walk around of the car. You get to hear it, and it's all professionally done with microphones and all sorts. So go check it out. My YouTube channel is just simply called Daniel Actor House. Um, so please go check it out. I might have to change the name, something a bit more easy to spell, because my last name is challenging. But, um, yeah, if you're on the market for a cheap, small car, and you're considering the Toyota Yaris, then go check out the review, because I think it's quite good, and I'm quite proud, if I'm honest. And subscribe to the channel while you're there as well. There will be more videos coming soon. Fingers crossed I'll be able to film some stuff while I'm in Cornwall. In fact, I will. Car spotting around Cornwall, maybe the journey to Cornwall. I'll do, I'll do a few videos, and I'll release them slowly, because it'll be quite fun, really. YouTuber Daniel. Um... So yeah, that is exciting. Anyway, I'm running out of topics, and we're coming up to about 25 and a half minutes of the podcast, something around that anyway. You can probably check on your phone right now, or your tablet, or your Alexa, or device or something. Um, I've just activated my... I don't know that one. That's my Alexa in the background. Sorry about that, it's not professional podcasting, is it? But um, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm not going to go just yet, I'll talk for another four minutes or so. Um, because I need to, I like getting up to half an hour, I just do. But yeah, if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast to talk about all sorts of motoring nonsense, then do get in touch. Again, email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com. And, um, or you can text me, not text, message me um, on social media, your preferred social media, don't mind really, uh, at danielcarzo5. And you don't have to get in contact if you'd like to be a guest. You can get in contact if, you've, if you have something that you'd like me to talk about that maybe I haven't heard of, or maybe I don't talk about, or maybe I have some uh, requests for whatever, My Way or Highway, or something like that, or maybe I have some car stories, or maybe you need advice, just let me know, get in contact, please, um, and yeah, it's good. This is episode 18, we've got another two episodes coming up, I might have a guest next week, I'm not sure, another two episodes, and then series one is done, um, it's been fantastic, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, series two will be coming shortly um, after se- uh, series two, series one ends. So that'll be in September time. It'll start, um, and I've got a guest lined up for episode two for that, which is exciting. It's very exciting. Now to finish us off, let's do a few more car news just for fun, uh, because why not? Let's fill your brain with car facts. Um, there's a new badass quote: Ram Heavy Duty Limited Black Edition, and it looks fantastic. Uh, it says here, raise a glass to the new king of the road. And I've got a glass here of iron brew, which I can't drink because it's roasting hot and it's unprofessional. I'm raising a glass to that ram because, ah, oh, it looks so good. Really, really good. Lamborghini has unveiled the new Evil Ascensa SCV12. Lovely name. It's a race car. Track, track-ready monster. They've said 830 brake horsepower. Wow. That is amazing. I've given that a like if you could hear the mouse click then. Very, very nice car. Um... What else has gone on? 
GMC has teased the new Hummer electric pickup truck. This is this is exciting. This is I've never been a fan of Hummers. I think they've always been a bit sluggish and a bit boring. But an electric Hummer, yeah, that appeals to me. Very, very good. Uh, I know Johnny Smith from Fifth Gear and his YouTube channel Car Pervert. It's also his social media. Um, check him out. He's very, very good. He's, at the moment, road testing an electric Land Rover Defender, one of the older shaped ones. A video will be coming to his YouTube channel. Looking forward to that. Anyway, I think that's it, really. I'm going to finish here. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to leave a positive review. Um, scroll down to the bottom if you're on Apple and leave it there. Or if you're on Spotify, I don't know what you do, because I don't use Spotify. It's unfamiliar territory. But, yeah, share it with your friends. Leave a like. I don't know what you do, really. Subscribe. Follow me on social media, Daniel Cosmo 5 and I'll see you next week, hopefully. That's if um, I don't boil to death in here. I'm going to have to open the windows quickly as soon as I press stop record because it's absolutely roasting, really hot. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to finish this podcast for once. Um, normally, it's quite a sad moment, but, yeah, it's too hot. Anyway, thank you for listening. Stay safe, and I will see you next week. Goodbye. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast.